Welcome to the party, pal. The, the Michael Dukes Show. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. What more could you want from a low-budget radio program? This is a dumpster fire. That was just BS. It is time to get a new perspective. We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. Well, across the world on the interwebs and around the state of Alaska on this, your favorite radio station and or translator, it is the Michael Duke Show. Hello. How are how are you? How are you doing? <laughs> oh, man. Monday, huh? Monday. And we are ready for another week of... Uh, well, I guess we'll say election madness. Madness, actually. Uh, what's going on? Uh, it is uh, uh, one day away from Election Day. One day away from Election Day. And uh, I just, uh, man, I got to tell you, it's a little it's a little bit crazy out there. Just a little bit crazy out there trying to figure out exactly what's going to be going on and what's going to be happening. We're going to discuss that this morning as we uh, as we dive into all the all the stuff that's fit to print for the election for the election goodness. Is that is that the word that I'm looking for? Election. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know exactly what what word I'm trying to use here, but I'm hoping hoping that we will uh, we'll have a little bit of uh, um, interaction with you this morning as we get ready to dive into this and talk about all the stuff that's fit to print for uh, for the pre-election stuff this morning. So on the program today, um, as I said, looking for a little bit of interaction from you, uh, we're going to be talking about... Uh, uh, we're going to be talking about who you're voting for and why you're voting for them and what is the reasoning behind uh, all the things that uh, we're going to do what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, details of, uh, you know, kind of the, the I guess, the, the bells and whistles of the election, what's happening with that and why we're going to be doing some of the things that we're going to be doing. And we're going to be taking your phone calls. I'm also going to open up the phone lines to potential candidates out there. So if anybody who is a candidate and wants to get a last minute, uh, you know, 10 minute little sound off this morning, uh, I'm going to encourage you to call into the program as well and talk with us. So we're going to uh, kind of work in that direction. Uh, we're going to launch the phone lines here shortly and we'll, again, look for, look for some participation by uh, folks out there in the audience and uh, and everything else. So uh, that's uh, the direction that we're going this morning, and I hope that you will uh, be part of it. I hope you'll be part of that discussion and continue to share with us uh, some of your ideas, some of your thoughts, and uh, so on, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. 
So that's the direction we're going this morning. Um, all right. So uh, that being said, let's uh, continue to uh, let's continue to uh, to jump into this and have our discussions and take a look at what the headlines are going to bring here this morning uh, to see what exactly is part and parcel of this uh, new election system that. That hardly anybody that I know voted for, but you know that's what we're that's what we're looking for here uh, this morning. Uh, interesting to note, and I'll just I'll throw this out there: another Project Veritas video dropped. Uh, for those of you who have been paying attention to this, this will be the third undercover video that was inside Senator Lisa Murkowski's campaign office. That shows uh, staffers admitting uh, that, uh, yes, dark money was a messaging tool used to cover what was actually going on in the promotion of ballot measure number two. I mean, surprise, 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 surprise. It was what it was what I said it was all along. Remember, I've been talking about dark money. Right. That was the message. That was the message that was so important that uh, nobody. I mean, they just no. that was it. That was it. Dark money was the message that was so important that everybody paid attention to. Uh, And here's how they here's how they laid it out in uh, uh, here's how they laid it out. In the uh, in the Project Veritas video, um, Josiah Nash, the Murkowski campaign interior coordinator, according to Must Read, was recorded saying it would be bad for Lisa if other campaigns started highlighting it, the dark money messaging. Here's what he had to say. We messaged for dirty money, and we knew that that was something that specifically resonated with Alaska. And we could say, yeah, this goes in with voting reform and so on and so forth. If people accepted that enough, then the vote can pass. He said that voters just don't pay attention to such details. Most people, you know, aren't into politics as probably much as we are. And so they don't look at this stuff. Where would it be an issue is if the MAGA people and Kelly Shabaka started highlighting this as a major part of their campaign. Emma Ashlock, a campaign coordinator, was also caught featured in these new recordings discussing a PAC, a political action committee, which is kind of an outside funding source that supports Lisa Murkowski. Now, ballot measure number two did create some transparency for campaign funding, but not for funding of ballot initiatives such as ballot measure number two. I mean, this was the this was the irony of the whole situation was that. That they kept talking about dark money, but nobody really read into it except for the, to, to realize the fact that the, the ballot initiatives and their funding sources would not be prohibited from using dark money to do that. So, I mean, this again, this is all the things that we have talked about, you know, since the passage of uh, ballot measure number two and uh, and and. That none of this is surprising to us, but maybe it's catching mainstream folks uh, by the ear. Maybe they're getting a little bit of a of a flavor for what's going on. Maybe that's what's happening. 
uh, this whole thing is just it's 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 crazy but this is this is what it is and again if Kelly Shibaka um or Alaskans in general focused on that if they if they actually paid attention to that and focused on it then it would be an issue. It could be a major part of her campaign, and she could focus on the dark money messaging and realize that these are the people that are behind it, all of the Murkowski supporters. Surprise! Not really, but surprise to those people out there who were, in fact, surprised by it. So, uh, yeah. Uh, it is, uh, it's some interesting stuff. Um, and like I said, not a surprise to a lot of us, but to some, uh, this is what we were talking about. Uh, this is what we were talking about earlier, uh, or late last week, I guess, in our earlier discussions of the Veritas videos that I was just scratching my head going, why is this so shocking to people? We've been talking about, it. and then I realized, you know, it's probably because we are, you know, political animals, right? I mean, on this show, we're paying attention to the politics. So this was like no big, this was not like some kind of shocking revelation for us, but maybe just maybe as, uh, as Josiah uh, Nash is saying that there's just a, you know, most people aren't into politics probably as much as we are. And so they don't look at this stuff and there you go. That's it, right? You're a hundred percent correct. That's probably what this is really all about. The people who are not paying attention to this, but are still going out there and throwing their vote in the ring because, you know, uh, yeah, you know. Um, all right. Uh, what was the other thing that I wanted to talk about in rank choice voting that was going to get everybody's attention? Oh, yeah. Uh, the fact that there is a window here where we are not going to be, uh, we're not going to know what's going on. One of the consequences, Suzanne Downing says, of the new ranked choice, uh, choice voting system is that we will probably not know for at least 15 days who will be our next temporary congressman or woman. That's because the absentee ballots and the overseas ballots for the newly minted ranked choice voting system have 15 days to get back to the Division of Elections. And it's because ranked choice voting seizes up the system and stops, basically stops the count until those mailed in ballots are in. Now, you will get the first round. You'll, you'll, you'll figure out, you know, who probably in the first choice results. Those will probably come in Tuesday night, tomorrow night. And that will be the total number of ballots the division has. So we probably will hear some, but you won't know who gets dropped. You won't know anything else. You'll have just basically the first round of voting done, and then everything will be on hold for 15 days until all of the other ballots come in. And then the process will resume with this, you know, instant so-called, I mean, after waiting 15 days, it's an instant runoff, but it's, then you have to wait 15 days. So I don't know how instant it really is. Um... But those 20, there's parent, almost 24,000 absentee ballots that were uh, mailed to voters. And absentees have a tendency to run towards the Republican side of the spectrum, generally speaking. 
So that should be an interesting. This should be interesting to say the to say the least at this point. Um, but here here we go. This is uh, this is what it's all going to be about. Two weeks we'll have to wait, and then the rank choice results will be released between August thirty first and September first. And the uh, election certification is scheduled to take place on September the 2nd. And there could be some court challenges. And I mean, it, you know, not like that's ever happened in a court, uh, in a, an election here in the state of Alaska. But sure, I mean, there could be there could be lots of stuff going on there. So we're going to we're going to be watching this. We're going to find out what's happening and we're going to uh, keep our eye on all of this and more today and uh, in the coming days as well. Tomorrow, obviously, is election day. I hope you have uh, figured out where you're going to go vote. If you haven't, we're going to talk about that as well here in just a minute. But that takes us right up to the break. So I guess we'll uh, continue here in just a hot second. We'll continue our discussions, comments, and your phone calls. So, all right, I'm opening up the phone lines right now. If you would like to sound off, I would love to hear from you. I want to know today who you're voting for and why in the various elections. And there's no judgments here. There's no, I mean, I just, I just kind of want to know where you're at and what's going on. We're going to continue and uh, talk more about this. The Michael Duke Show continues right after this. On your home for common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. What is that? Common sense. Regularly heard on American radio. Okay. Okay. I'm chasing the volume around today, and I got some kind of ghost in the machine. Keeps readjusting my volume level. And I hate that. I hate that. Uh, All right. Good morning, my friends. How are you this morning? Welcome to the program. Thank you for being part of it. Uh, Love to say, hey, how are ya? What's going on? What's. What's happening in your world? How was your weekend? Mine was way too short. Um, I had things that I thought I wanted to do and never got them done. Um, uh, I ended up, man, I got, I just, I slept so late yesterday. I essentially was up for seven hours and went back to bed. (laughs) Pretty much how I slept so late yesterday. Oh, man. Uh, All right. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I see a lot of good mornings here this morning. Um, Sandy throwing up, uh, if anyone missed Mike Shower's video last night, he totally explained what happened with the PFD this year. She's got a link up there, so if you want to scroll upwards and take a look at it. Um, Let's see. I wrote myself in for the third in the special election, said Alaska Bullet Point. Good for you, my friend. Good for you. I appreciate that. Uh, it's always good for that participation. Uh, what's going on? Uh, 
Um, I'm scrolling through here, scrolling through. Um, I'm for, I'm for ranked, wait a second, I'm reading this. Alaska bullet point says, I'm for ranked choice voting and still voted no on Prop 2. Boy, if you'd like to explain that to me, I'd love to hear what you have to say on that. That, uh, that seems like an interesting commentary there. Um, I have a question about ranked choice voting. If there's a candidate you don't want, is it better to rank them low or not vote for them at all? Um, my comment on that would be not to vote for them at all, because then your vote can never count towards their total, whether they're in the second or third or fourth or whatever round, if you have not voted for them at all. I mean, if you rank them fourth and you get all the way into a third round of voting, there's a potential that your vote could be counted for them. So my, my recommendation would be you don't rank them at all. Um, but. Again, I'm not an expert and we've never gone through this. I'm just trying to, if I read it out and I look at how it works, that's my understanding of it. So I'm not an expert, nor do I play one on TV, Stephen. Um, Lisa is what happens to you when you're not paying attention. Yes, that's, that is the truth. Um, don't rank Matt, Mary Sattler, Casper Nelson, Sattler, Patella. Do you see the stability here? Um, um, okay. Gremlins in the board. How many absentee ballots would there be? It's vote in person tomorrow. Uh, according to must read, there's 24, just under 24,000 absentee ballots out. Um, and that's kind of where we're sitting right now. Just under 24,000 absentee ballots sitting out there right now. Um, all right. Rank the Republicans only, uh, just just vote your first choice and leave the rest blank. Uh, says Harold. No, I, I wouldn't do that if I were you, but I mean, I, I wouldn't, if I were you, that's just kind of my take on it. That leaves a lot to be desired. I mean, if they're going to use this rank choice thing, then I would be voting, um, for, um, I would be ranking the red and probably writing in a yellow as well. Uh, let's see. Greetings from Brazil. Uh, Want to ask you, what do you think about legalizing cannabis and its benefits? I don't know where you've been, man. Cannabis is legal here. And uh, it's all there. I mean, we could do a whole show on that as well. 24,000 people requested those for an August election. Weird, says Paul. Well, we'll see. All right, uh, we're jumping back in. Uh, the Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Like and share. Like and follow. Let's, uh, let's get this thing going on, shall we? Let's do this. Here we go. Okay. 
Well, I had to laugh because uh, Michael just dropped a mention, a comment in the chat room, which is interesting. It says, commercials everywhere, four or five things in the mail to explain how to do ranked choice voting. What a waste of money and time when we could have just voted like normal Americans. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Um, that, that, that is the thing. Uh, we could have, and they could have, they actually could have been way ahead of the power curve if they had done this, started, you know, we've had two years since this past two years. And now it's a last minute rush to explain ranked choice voting to everyone. I mean, again, my question has been, where the hell has the division of elections been? Why didn't they ask and request, uh, you know, for uh, a, a couple million dollars in awareness and ad campaigns and educational things for everyone for all this time? And now it's this last minute mad dash, madcap rush to the, fi- you know, and this is not even in November. I mean, we've got one part of tomorrow's ballot is ranked choice, just one. The rest of it is all jungle primary. I mean, it's, I mean, that's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this is, uh, oh, it's so crazy. Uh, and I don't know why Gail Fanumiai, the director of the Division of Elections, didn't, you know, why why didn't you start this, this uh, education campaign, you know, months ago? Why? I mean, what? <sighs> anyway. I don't know. That's uh, that's the thing. Um, th- that that's where we got to get started. All right, let me go over to the. Well, nobody's called in. I expected some. You, nobody wants to talk about who they're voting for. I mean, I figured this would be a hot button topic. I mean, everybody wants to tell me who they're voting for all the time, and yet I throw the phone lines open to talk about who you're voting for and why, and you're and you're you're shy. Okay, all right, that's fine. Um, you might you might need, by the way, to figure out where you're going to vote. Um, I did this this morning because I thought, oh, it's fine, perfectly, no big deal. It's just, I'm I'm going to the same place, but I followed the link just so that uh, just so that I could say that I had, and and you guys could. Turns out I'm actually voting in a different place than where I normally vote because I'm going into I'm going to go try and vote early. Um. Because tomorrow is election day and it's my birthday and I don't want to be bothered by election stuff on my birthday. Um, So uh, you can go to myvoterinformation.alaska.gov. That's myvoterinformation.alaska.gov. And um, just click on the link there and it'll ask for your first and last name and your mailing city. And it will pull the information from the publicly available voter database and tell you where you need to vote. And, of course, like I said, I found out that I'm voting at a different place um, than I have been voting the last eight years. So so there you go. It's a totally different. I was like, I'm like, OK, I'm just going to head on over to the I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad I looked. So again, you just go to my voter information, my voter information, alaska.gov. And uh, you can uh, you can find it there uh, where you're you can find out exactly where you're supposed to be voting this morning. Uh, it's actually closer to my house. So that's 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 okay. 
Uh, it's in the opposite direction, but there you go. What are you going to do? Um, all right. So we're going to take up some phone calls today, find out who you're voting for and why. Also encouraging any candidate who may be listening this morning. Uh, we'll give you a chance for a last-minute pitch to the uh, to the voters out there. We'll give you the ten-minute, uh, you know, the ten-minute, eight, nine, ten-minute uh, little pitch for why they should be voting for you. So if you're a candidate or if you know one, call them up. Tell them to call us up, and we'll get into it and find out what's going on. Let's go over to the phones and see what uh, you guys have to say to begin with. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Good morning, Michael. This is Sterling. This is who in Sterling? You broke up. I'm sorry. My name's Cindy. Hello, Cindy in Sterling. What's on your mind this morning? Hey, um, I'm voting for Charlie Pierce, and uh, the reasons I'm voting for him. Um, the first one is, like, during COVID, we were open down here. Um, we um, live on the peninsula. The peninsula is beautiful. If you drive down here, the road, there's not garbage along the roads or anything like that or old junk cars or anything like that, of excellent EMS services. Um, when the fires hit a few years ago, things were managed here. Um, like every day we had up to our life was going to be like. Um, it's pretty, pretty evident that managed down here. And um, I think our whole state needs to be managed like this. So that's why I'm up here. And who else are you going to, I mean, are you voting for, you have, you have anybody else that you're choosing? So you're choosing Charlie Pierce, which is the, this is the one and done. We're talking about the governor's race. So you get one right. vote for the governor's race. Right. What about the, uh, what about the rest of mm -hmm. your choices for the peninsula? You got you voting in your, for your senator and your representative and all that. And then what are you going to be doing for Congress? Well, um, my photo is governor, and then Nick Begich, of course, and then the um, carpenter. He's unopposed. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just wanted to call in and just remind folks down here and throughout the state of what Charlie's done down here since he's been in office um, as far as managing this borough. Yeah, no, I think Charlie's done an amazing job down in the peninsula. And, uh, I mean, he had my vote, you know, that was partially why he's got my vote and my support as the, uh, as the candidate for this primary. And, uh, because I, de and I definitely think it's important that Charlie makes it into the final four. Uh, he's going to be critical in making sure that we retain a Republican, uh, governor, uh, over, um, uh, over uh, Walker, the independent, quote unquote, and Les Garrett, the Democrat, I think it's going to be important that he's down there. So I'm in agreement with you on that. Right. And then uh, are, have you been have you been educating everybody around you about the whole ranked choice thing? Are they sick of talking to you about it at this point? Um, uh, actually, I'm a little confused. They're still educating me, but I, I think I've got it figured out. And of course, I'm voting for Kelly. Of course, you're voting. No. <laughs> of course, you're voting for Kelly. Of course, I am. Of course, I'm voting for Kelly. Um, you know, <laughs> what's interesting <laughs> is that we do have a good. Um, we've got a good four months, uh, three, three and a half, four months now to figure out the rest of the rank choice. And luckily, we only have to rank one of these races right now. 
But it is definitely, I think, going to be an eye-opener for many people who have not been paying attention. Uh, they will definitely get an education on uh, uh, on on the vagaries of ballot measure number two uh, come tomorrow. So, well, I really appreciate you, Cindy. You appreciate you sounding off and telling us uh, where you're coming in on, and uh, we look forward to uh, seeing what the outcome is um, on the uh, uh, the end of this oh. week, or I guess 15 days after tomorrow. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I said, have a good day. I think oh. it's just really important that people vote and they remind people vote because um, it, it, you got to get in this practice. Otherwise, uh, the world just runs like it did to us. Well, remember, uh, government is what happens to you when you're not paying attention. And that's uh, that's exactly it, Cindy. <laughs> Definitely need to be getting uh, people's attention and reminding them that voting is an important component of that for sure. Um, it, you know, we're not the only ones that are watching this. The national and international press has been writing about um, Alaskan politics. I think a lot of it has to do with the celebrity of Sarah Palin. Uh, she's obviously, I mean, you know, for, I mean, the ranked choice voting thing is unique. And so there's some people who are watching that to begin with. But the fact that we have uh, Sarah Palin, uh, the uh, former uh, would-be uh, uh, vice presidential candidate and Alaska governor, uh, out there does not hurt. Uh, there's a bunch of different uh, um, international papers that are out there. The BBC has got people in the Guardian and the Telegraph, and of course, uh, mainstream media from across the war across the country has been sending out people out here. And um, this is uh, why it's it's become a focal point for many many things as well, and a test as to whether or not. The endorsement of Donald Trump is going to be a good thing or a bad thing. Um, I think we'll see that uh, here as we go through. But the, the celebrity is definitely um, uh, pushing a lot of uh, pushing a lot of eyeballs out to Alaska's election. And uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But remember, we're really not going to know. I mean, we're going to have the first we'll have that first day tabulation. But then it just comes to an abrupt screeching halt because we've still got 20,000 plus absentee ballots that are out that have to be returned by that 15 day mark. So once they're in, then we've got, you know, then then they can make a decision and start, you know, dropping out and recounting and doing the votes and and, uh, going into that second round. But we won't know uh, for real. We won't know for real what is happening until probably August the 31st. That will probably be it. And then they'll just have one day to figure it all out. And then they have to certify the election on September the 2nd. So uh, I'm sure that there's I'm sure the pucker factor at the uh, division of elections is pretty, pretty high. It's going to be pretty high over there. Like, you know, it's, it's going on. Um, all right. Uh, phone lines are open right now. Again, 907-433-3150. 907-433-3150. If you would like to, uh, if you'd like to sound off and tell me, like Cindy did, who you're voting for and why. Um, again, I'll tell you that I am in the in the governor's race. 
I'm going to be voting for Charlie Pierce. That's a one-and-done jungle primary. As I mentioned earlier, I think it's important not only because, in my mind, Charlie is the best candidate out there, but it's also important to have um, a good, solid fourth candidate in the top four because we we know pretty much already, and this is just more statistical than anything else, we know that Mike Dunleavy and Les Guerra and Bill Walker are all going to be in the top three. The one question is going to be who is number four, and number four could have a big impact on who eventually wins the governor's race. Uh, because a lot of um, the supporters of someone like Chris Kirka have basically vowed that they will never again vote for somebody like Mike Dunleavy, uh, even as a number two choice, um, which again is a mistake. If you're, I mean, first of all, if you're going to play the game, you got to understand the rules. If you're going to be in the battle, you got to understand the rules of engagement. And that's where we're at. You've got to understand that if we don't have a good, solid fourth candidate in there and then rank the red, um, I mean, when it comes to, when it comes to the governor's race, I will be putting Charlie as my, especially when it comes to the ranked choice voting, not only am I voting for Charlie in the primary, I will be voting for him in the number one position in the in the actual rank choice voting component in November, then I will be putting either Mike Dunleavy or a write-in candidate, and then in the third position I will put in either Mike Dunleavy or the right. I haven't decided yet who I'm going to write in here, but I will be ranking the red all the way through there. So <clears throat> that because uh, that's important. That's important who gets who you vote on in that second and third position. Those are very important things. Because if you just vote one and done and you don't, you know, you don't, you know, support that same candidate or the candidate that has at least similar views, even if he's not done a great job like Dunleavy, then you basically are dropped out of the contention and all those other, you know, all the other that Walker and Walker and Garrett end up because one of them is going to is going to have to bow out. One of them is going to get is not going to hit the threshold and all of their votes will probably be swept to the other one. The second place votes will probably swept because if you, you know, more than likely somebody who votes for Walker will probably put Gara second. Those who vote for Gara will probably put Walker second. And so when one of the other one, uh, one of the other of them get, you know, don't hit the threshold and they have to get dropped in the next round of voting, all of a sudden that's how you end up with a Walker or a Guerra as governor because you didn't put that second place. Can- I mean, this is, this is stuff, man. This is stuff. All right. Um, we're going to go to break. We got more coming up. The phone lines are open again. I want to hear from you. If you're a candidate, I want to hear from you. If you're a voter, I want to hear from you. What is going on? Um, and who are you voting for and why? That's what I want to know. Let's jump back into it here. The Michael Duke show. Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. We'll continue with more here in just a moment. Don't go anywhere. Back with more right after this. We're broadcasting live through a series of tubes. Allowing all of these uh, entities to provide streaming stuff going on on the the, the internet. Well, it's kind of hard to explain. Sorry. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. 
Okay, we're in the break here this morning. Uh, missed the Veritas report, said Robbie. We talked about that early on, uh, um, uh, Robbie. Again, not a big shocking surprise that uh, Project Veritas talked about how the dark money angle of it was just a, basically a cover to get ranked choice voting on. I mean, that was pretty much it. Um, I'm scrolling backwards here because I missed a lot of this stuff here. Let's see what you guys are saying. Uh, Myers and what's-her-name do their job? Not a chance. That's Myers and Gail Fanumiai. That's Lieutenant Governor Kevin Myers and Gail Fanumiai, the director of the division. Um, confusion was the object. Fanumiai is a personal friend of Lisa Murkowski, says Matt. That's why Fanumiai didn't push for the education on the ranked choice voting is what uh, Matt's saying. Well, I, I, I know. That's pretty much. Um... Lieutenant Governor sees the elections. Um, going down through here. Uh, Dan also, Dan on on uh, YouTube said he too has a totally different voting spot this go around. Yeah, no, you gotta you gotta pay attention to it. Um, uh, let's see, and that's why you need to go to my Alaska. Uh, excuse me, myvoterinformation.alaska.gov. My voter information alaska.gov and that's where you go to find out where you need to vote this time around. And it may have changed. Like I said, I've been voting in the same place for eight years, seven, eight years. This is the first time I'm going to be voting in a new location. So you might want to, again, check that out. Myvoterinformation.alaska.gov. Um, J19 here. I need help figuring this vote out, this vote out said Chris. Yeah. Um, I, I think a lot of us are there today. Um, fourth choice will never count. Just there for the cheating, says Robert. Just there for the cheating. I mean, fourth place does matter because, again, it depends on who it, it you know, it can, it has happened that a fourth place vote has won, but it, I don't know. Call in Kevin McCabe, says Susie. Um, which is better, the turd sandwich or the feminine hygiene product? <laughs> uh, just went to my voter information, he said, and I'm no longer a registered voter, even though I vote in every election. Uh, Marty, I find that hard to believe because I've had conversations the last few days with people who, uh, uh, you know, I I got an I got an, uh, a a uh, friend of mine on their Facebook page said I have not been in Alaska in five years and I just got a I just got a thing to vote. It's been five years. I'm not even registered in that state anymore, uh, but it's still there. Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. Looks like Charlie is uh, the big candidate for many people. Um, I hope that that's the truth, and I hope that carries through in the primary. Because again, I really want to see him. Um, uh, I really want to see him as the fourth candidate uh, of the top four for the ranked choice voting. Do we still have a big school dress, uh, bus driver shortage? Uh, says uh, uh, says Robert. Yes, Robert, we do. Uh, announced the Matsu just announced yesterday that they also are going to be running a rotating schedule where you will have school bus service and then you won't, and then you will, and then you won't. Same thing that Anchorage is doing. I mean, I don't know how that's even – it just seems more more disruptive than anything else. But, yeah, you're, you can't – they cannot find school bus drivers. 
Charlie, Kelly, McCabe, Clayton, I think Palin um, is in my district. I've seen Murkowski commercial, and the first thing I think about is that. Hey, look at that. My phone, uh, the phone is ringing here. Looks like we may have a, um, we may have the potential for a guest to be here on the program. Let me, I got a mess of wires on my desk here. Let me see if I can make all this work. Uh, Yes, I can. Uh, Looks like Mayor Charlie Pierce is joining us on the phone. Hello, Mayor. How are you? Uh, I'm good. Let me uh, figure out why, for some reason, my try that right there. Can you hear me now? I can. Okay, good. I couldn't. I could only hear you through the phone. All right, now, um, I want to uh, get into your call here. So if you give us a hot second, we're about uh, sixty seconds out. We'll be right back to you. Okay. Thank you. All right, hold the line. Uh, Mayor Charlie Pierce on the line with us. We're. Um, uh, where did you hear that about Kirka supporters? I talk to Chris all the time. I don't think I've ever heard that. I've seen it here. I've seen the comments here in my chat room, Matt, um, where people have said that they would never vote for Dunleavy ever, not even as number two. They're going to vote one and done. That was, I've heard that. Um, nothing happens left the primary. Um, all right. There's a bunch of, I'm, I'm still trying to work my way through some of the comments. Uh, have you heard about the tailgate parties at the Dropbox location? Um, Pierce's campaign has been weak, but he will make the top four if he loses Dunleavy better than the other four options. Okay. All right. We're going to uh, jump back into this. Here we go. The Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Like and share. Like and follow. Do all the stuff. Let's get to it. Here we go. All right, we're continuing now, hour one of the program, and uh, we are taking your phone calls and talking with you about who you're voting for and why. Also, threw out an invite for any candidate who wanted to come in and spend 10 minutes with us or so and just doing their final pitch uh, for uh, for governor, you know, or for any office, governor or senator, congress critter, legislator. We want to hear from you, and somebody answered the call. Mayor Charlie Pierce is on the line right now with us, giving us a ring, and uh, we say good morning to you. How are you doing, sir? I'm optimistically feeling positive. You're optimistically feeling, a positively feeling optimistic, one of the two. Uh, so uh, how, are, how are things going for you, my friend? How How is the campaign trail happening here in these final days coming up to the primary? Well, we've been busy, you know, making uh, uh, some rounds and, and travel has been something that we were just in Whittier this uh, a, a day or so ago. And and uh, and I would say that um, we've put lots of miles. We've gotten lots of air miles. And, um, you know, if the, if there's been a challenge, I think I've mentioned this from the beginning, if there's been a challenge in this is that I think most of the folks that live in Alaska have been fixed on other races and have been supporting them uh, dollar wise and again that was the challenge for us and and just making things we could have made more happen had we had more money um, but i think with the money that we raised we were very efficient with it and and uh, we we did did our very best and um i believe that when you go into the 
uh, ballot box that you should rank the red and and rank the red and try to protect Alaska from the uh, being led by a Republican conservatives than uh, the uh, the alternatives. I think uh, Alaska is uh, it, you can look at it. You can see how Alaska is turning blue and and uh, becoming more reliant on social programs and federal dollars and uh, um, but, so you can see it. It's 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 the the writings on the wall. I think that uh, if you get out and vote, rank the red, and uh, give support to the conservative side. Keep Alaska conservative, and and uh, keep those conservative voices in 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 office. And and certainly, I'd I'd appreciate your vote. And. Uh, we'll see how it turns out. So, I mean, again, you're not one that says just vote for me and leave the rest. I mean, that's the conundrum of the ranked choice is that even though we may have a candidate that we don't align with perfectly, maybe we align with one candidate. We love that candidate, but there's others that we don't necessarily perfectly align with. It doesn't mean that we just discard them and throw throw them uh, uh, throw them out to the world because that's not how this system works. We need to have a second or a third choice. No, I, I wish everybody that's in a race, everybody that's in a race right now, I wish you the very best. Best of luck, because you know what? It's hard to run. It's hard to get out. You see more people uh, waving off and, and avoiding running and offering their services, and it's because it's not easy. It's a tough, tough place to be. You know, you're, you're, you deal with the critics all day long and lots of problems. You deal with trying to connect lots of dots. And it it's just not easy. So I, I wish all candidates the very, very best and congratulate them early in advance because your efforts are certainly uh, uh, demonstrate that your will to serve is a is that's uh, yeah, a gift. Yeah. Let's talk for just a second here um, about, uh, you know, what separates you out from the herd? What makes Charlie Pierce different? Why would people, you know, I've just bumped into you and you're telling me uh, you're running for governor. Why should I be choosing Charlie Pierce as governor versus, you know, the incumbent or one of the other choices? Uh, give me some differentiation here as to what uh, what you bring to the table. Well, I think it's the team, uh, Edie Grunwald and myself. I think both of us are accomplished and, and you know, we have a strong desire to see results. And I, I think one of the things that Alaska is starving, uh, starving for is seeing some results. I mean, we've watched, you watch your legislature go to Juneau and they do more. They've done more in the last six years, in the last, uh, what, last day, last two days of a session than than they do during the entire sessions. And that just kind of puzzles me that how they scurry around in the last minute to try to get things done, you know, and yet if they'd scurry around the whole time they're there, they'd get more done. And, and yet there just seems to be no urgency to fix anything. You've heard there's no will in the room to change anything. And I think it goes back to somebody getting in there that's willing to build some relationships. Talk about relationships. Look at the relationships we've had in June over the last six years. They've been divided. They'll continue to be divided. I think this year they're predicting the same results, you know. And yet, what do we what do we want? I mean, what do you want? Do you want more more of the same, or or how many times you got to try it before you figure out that it's just not working? And and uh, do we want to go in a different direction? And I think Edie Grunwall and I offer that opportunity for folks to look at a different direction. We're actually result oriented and we've demonstrated and we have a record that demonstrates that so 
Uh, I think that's the difference. Experience is certainly there. Um, both of us have administrative experience, government. Uh, she's got, you know, 20, uh, 30 plus years in the Air Force, you know, retired colonel. And uh, I've got, uh, you know, a number of years in management and business and certainly have seen a lot of junk. Both of us have seen a lot of junk, right? <laughs> Give me your vision of uh, of a Pierce administration. You know, what would you guys be focusing on? What are what are your top tier priorities uh, after, uh, you know, if you get into the governor's uh, office? What 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 is the first uh, year or so of the Pierce administration going to look like? What are you bringing to the table there? Well, certainly one of the things we're going to focus on is putting a strong team together. I think we, we need to work on that and build a good team. So there'll be some time spent on doing just that, building a good team. And then you've heard uh, voter integrity is a very big one. Edie's going to tackle that one early, try to get that off the table and, and clean things up there so that we have uh, a trust in our in our systems and voting systems. And then secondly, I, I, or third or fourth or fifth, whatever number it is, there's lots of numbers out there and lots of dots to connect. You know, we need a fiscal policy and in, in, in the worst way, and we need a spending cap. And, and you know, will we have a, a um, constitutional convention? I think that, you know, it, it's, it, it's unavoidable at this point. I think that folks are frustrated. They're going to vote for it. And I think that we need to get ready for that. And, um, you know, uh, we've said it, our pipeline's two-thirds empty, and, you know, we need revenue, and yet there's, there's no urgency to fix things. And so what I want is commissioners, a, a group of commissioners that are going to go in there and, and tackle the issues and pull their whiteboards out, write these issues on the whiteboards, and, and uh, follow through on things, make sure we follow through on things. And then uh, a big part of our administration will be communicating with the Alaskans as to what we're doing and why we're doing it and what we're getting done uh, so that you kind of have a picture. I don't know if you have a clear picture right now where the state's been the last four years and what we've gotten done. Um, I certainly don't have that picture. Right. And uh, and again, I think that's important that we need to have a, um, a clear clear vision and clear line of communication with all Alaskans. Well, and I think that's a, I mean, that's a critical thing to me. That's the music to my ears is that I think that the communicating to the constituency, communicating to the base, communicating to Alaskans exactly what's happening, exactly where you're going, providing and, and, and promoting a defined vision for where we're going in the state is incredibly important so that people have a stake in it and it allows them to bring them along with it so that they're not just constantly. Now, some people are not going to care. Some people are not going to pay attention. But I think having that vision communicated to the public over and over and over again is critical for what's going on. You know, I would bet there's people that live in Alaska that probably couldn't name. I probably couldn't tell you who their governor is or who their senator is or who their Sure. Their their house of representative is, and you know, couldn't name their representatives, and you know, I, I don't know. I, I just think that we live in a very, very uh, geographically a larger, large area. Alaska is a huge state, and and it's got, you know, we've got different sectors of the economy that are, are driven in uh, geographically, and I think that everybody's on has their own priorities and their own. Uh, they live in the in a, in a special place in a special world, and yeah, it's hard hard to pay attention to everything that's going on. Charlie, uh, I got about thirty seconds here. Give me your final yeah. pitch here on the way out the door. 
Well, thanks for inviting me on. I, I just I wish everybody the best of luck and, and be safe. Uh, find out where you vote. Get out and vote. And, and uh, um, we'll stand by. And we're having an open house here at our place Tuesday night. And um, So if you're out and about, you want to stop by, please do. And uh, we're, uh, we're standing by. All right. Well, I appreciate that. Charlie Pierce, uh, candidate for governor. Thank you, Charlie, for coming on board. I appreciate it. We look forward to uh, hearing from you again here in the future. Hour two dead ahead. We've got some more calls that we'll get to and more. The Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Wow, Matt is uh, feeling a little savage this morning. Matt says, it sounds like the Pierce administration would be about itself, not policy. Everything is vague. Merely cleaning up the voting rolls is not a plan to ensure election integrity. The message is basically, I'm more competent than Dunleavy, and I won't tell you you what I'm going to do, but I'm going to do it better. I wouldn't swing at that pitch. It's not even in the strike zone. Um... I don't know. He's well. Let's put it this way: he's gone into more detail than uh, than Dunleavy has, uh, and in his previous uh, in his previous visits, he's gone into more than even Kirka has. So, I mean, I don't know who what what's your choice, Matt? Who who are you throwing out there? Give me a give me a counterpoint. If you have a better suggestion, I'd love to hear what your counterpoint is on that uh, here this morning. Um, all right, let's go over to the uh, phones here. We're going to get set up for the return to radio, I believe. This is, uh, I believe I know who this is. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Good morning, Michael. I see where I rate the stand on your ratings. <laughs> I didn't even see your call on hold when I, when I got that. Kevin McCabe, <laughs> my my representative uh, here. Yeah, sorry. I didn't even see that the line was on hold before I took the other call. So, um, yeah, I can see where no you, here you are. Uh, you ready to jump into this here in just a minute? Sure. Okay, good. Well, we're uh, we're 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 in the top of the hour break, so we're a few minutes out, and uh, we'll jump back into this. Give me a sec here, and I will. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna comb through a bunch of the other uh, comb through a bunch of the other comments here that I uh, missed over here over the last couple of minutes uh, as we go through. Um. Okay. Uh, Donna says, Charlie will not hide and will not be afraid to make decisions. Um, I'm hoping that that means that Christine's prediction that Donna will be part of his administration is also true. But I mean, I'm, I don't want to put Donna on the spot, but that's what I want. Um, <clears throat> uh, let's see. Uh, we got over here. Charlie is uh, someone solid. Um, then I never heard Charlie speak. I have never heard Charlie speak and he doesn't, wait a second. I have, I've tried to figure out what Chris is saying here. I have never heard Charlie speak and he didn't sound sleepy. So you're saying every time that he speaks, he sounds sleepy. I think that's just his, uh, I think that that's just his, uh, his nature. I don't think it's the fact that he is sleepy, but I think it is his nature. Charlie answers calls. Our present governor and his commissioners don't. I mean, at least, yeah. I mean, at least I know that I can pick up the phone and talk to Charlie. At least I know that I can get a hold of him. Um, I haven't heard. I mean, have you even seen the governor? Has Dunleavy even attended 
Um, I mean, anything at this point? I don't think I've seen him at much of anything. He refuses to answer the question. He won't come on the radio. I mean, is this just a stealth campaign? I mean, what's the whole thing, you know? Um, Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to the party, Kevin. (laughs) Welcome to the party, pal. Um, All right. Um, Charlie has my vote and Bill says mine as well. I think Charlie is, I mean, again, I think Charlie is pretty well liked in the, on this program, not just by me, but by the listeners. Uh, and I think with good reason, um, Matt, um, Matt's comments aside, and I'm trying to figure out Matt, who, um, who has put out more clear messaging, who has not been. Because you're saying he's being vague. Um, merely cleaning up the voting rolls is not a plan to ensure election integrity. Uh, what What is the plan? What I mean, who is who has laid out a plan that you like better, Matt? I guess is my question. That's who I want to say. It's Monday. Party is relative, said Brian. Um, um, let's see. Okay, I got all the I got all the way through all the comments. I think so it looks like. Um, smart people, and now I'm going back to some of the old ones. Smart people enroll their kids into a, a qualified homeschool program, public schools, and turn them. I think this was going back when we were talking about the bus driver situation, where there's, I mean, there's no bus drivers. There is like, there's 70 vacant positions in the Anchorage school, uh, in the in the bus system for the Anchorage schools. 70 vacant drivers. They don't have enough. Uh, they can only right now they can only haul seven thousand of twenty one thousand students around at any given time, so they're literally doing a rotating schedule, th- like three weeks on, three weeks off, because they don't have enough people to drive buses. Uh, I mean, this is that this is that critical worker shortage we were talking about, where people, the jobs are there, but people are just not interested in them. So, I don't know. <laughs> Oh man. Um who were who were we writing in again? Uh on this can on this uh thing. I I think um I'm going to be writing in um um uh, well I mean first of all there's only one um there's only one uh uh rank choice ballot tomorrow and that's the congressional ballot. So I'm going to be writing in Chris By who is the uh libertarian candidate for Congress. Um and it will be uh I think it will be Nick Baggage and then Chris By and then Lee, and then uh Sarah Palin. That's what I will be writing in. Um who, you know, now come the general election in November we may have another set of candidates that, you know, it could be Charlie Pierce and then somebody else and then Dunleavy at that point. Uh, but I haven't decided yet. Uh, but that's, again, that's November. So we got a time to to take a look at that. Um, okay. Um, uh, all right. Let's uh, jump in there. Uh, Matt, Matt, Matt Johnson says Kirka is who he's doing because he's been more clear. Hmm. I don't know if I agree with that. But anyway, we're going to jump into it. Here we go. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio. Let's get to it.
buddy, put that thing back in its holster. We haven't gone anywhere. I don't understand. Check out the MichaelDukesShow.com for information on how to get access to the podcast. Welcome to the party, pal. The, the Michael Dukes Show. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. What more could you want from a low-budget radio program? This is a dumpster fire. That was just BS. It is time to get a new perspective. We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. Around the world, on the interwebs, and across the state of Alaska, on this, your favorite radio station and or FM translator, it is The Michael Dukes Show. Welcome to Hour 2 of the big radio broadcast, being brought to you by your friends at Satellite West. You can find out more about them at SatelliteWest.com for all your communications needs across the state of Alaska. Satellite, cellular, VHF, whatever it is, two tin cans with a string striped between, they will find you some kind of solution. I'm sure it won't be that one. They will find you some kind of solution uh, to get it done. You can find them at SatelliteWest.com. Phone lines are open today. We're talking about elections. It's open line uh, about elections, and we want to hear more about it. Joining us, I've also encouraged not only the listeners to call in and talk about who they're voting for and why, but I also encouraged candidates to call in for a little 10-minute hit on uh, why you should vote for them, the last-minute deal, because tomorrow is, of course, Election Day. And so we're going to do that right now. Kevin McCabe, candidate for what used to be House District 8 and is now House District something else, is coming on the program right now to talk with us. Good morning, sir. How are you? House District something else, Michael. You'll have 10 years now to memorize that. So I know. District 30. And Dist- I'm good. How are you? District 30. That's the thing. I can, you know, I, I've complained about this for days now, but it just seems like I always remember. And then by the time I forget, you know, I've took me 10 years to remember District 8 and now I've forgotten it. So, uh, Kevin McCabe, uh, welcome to the program. So what, uh, what my friend is, uh, how's the campaign going? What's going on in your world? Um, well, it's, it's going it's going real well, actually. And, and just uh, for the record, for Mayor Pierce, I'm, I'm not sure I'm capable of scurrying, um, but <laughs> scurrying. <laughs> that was kind of funny. Uh, he, he's exactly right, though. That that last you and I talked about it. That's that time compression as a weapon, and leadership uses it very effectively. We need to find a way around that. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um, go go ahead. I'm sorry. But uh, yeah, we're. we're that's okay. We're doing real well. Um, you're right. The calling line has a little bit of a little bit of an over overlap delay. So um, we went up to Healy for the Blueberry Festival. We were up there uh, with Senator Shower, had a booth at the Blueberry Festival, did an event the night before. Went all the way up. Uh, drove all the way up to uh, oh, almost a clear uh, to the. Uh, Clear Sky Lodge up there, put some signs up, and mm-hmm. met a whole bunch of people there. That was kind of fun. So, yeah, we've been driving around, like Mayor Pierce says. It's uh, lots of miles, lots of driving in, uh, in the new district, but uh, been meeting a lot of uh, new people and uh, very, very interested in uh, seeing the uh, situation in the state, the fiscal situation mostly, resolved. 
and Mayor Pierce said it exactly right. He just didn't say the he just didn't say the fiscal policy working group. He said we need a new fiscal policy, and the working group plan I think is what we're going to work towards. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that is, uh, that has been pretty critical right now. We need to know exactly, you know, we need to know exactly what, uh, you know, what the plan is. A fiscal policy working group plan was a, I thought a decent, uh, a decent plan. And I want to know, you know, more people who are going to be, uh, using it as a blueprint. Obviously, you put a lot of work into that. Uh, you know, highlight for me what you're going to be pushing as a legislator of the fiscal policy working group plan as you go forward. Well, absolutely, the constitutional spending cap. We've got to get find a way to limit what future legislators and legislatures can do uh, with the uh, with our budget. It's just it's it's crazy. I mean, this budget was huge. It was a big, bloated monstrosity. And you know, granted, some of the some of the some of the issue was we had a lot of federal money coming in, and we had a lot of capital projects that had been on the back burner for years, infrastructure projects, and we needed to um, needed to get those off the table. So, uh, you know, am I proud of the budget that came out of the? Out of uh, the legislature, no, I voted against it at the at the very end when when it matters. But um, even still, some of the capital projects were were much needed. So uh, we've got to find a way to resolve this, and uh, and maybe a cap, a constitutional spending cap, is the best way to do it. I uh... Uh, and of course the PFD would be the second thing. the The PFD we need to resolve that. It needs to be resolved with the vote of the people. There's just no two ways about it. The 50-50 plan that's in the fiscal policy working group document uh, was a start, um, and I only moved to that position uh, because it had a uh, vote of the people that uh, associated with it. So, uh, if uh, as soon as leadership said, uh, you know, that they weren't, they didn't actually say it, but as soon as they ignored the fiscal policy working group document, I went right back to a full PFD. I, you know, there's just no compromising with them, I guess. Right. Well, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, having the people vote on it is the important part, I think. It gives them the voice that they need to, uh, uh, you know, to, to have some say in this matter right now. Every other option that we've seen out there has basically eliminated the vote of the people. I mean, again, uh, 2015, I guess, Peter Machicki on the program, one of the first times I had him on the program, and I asked him, why wouldn't we vote for it? Well, because people would vote with their wallets. Well, exactly. Don't people always vote with their wallets when the when the thing is said and done? Don't they always vote with their wallets? The answer is, of course they do. That's what they have to, I mean, that's, that's the only thing that they have to uh, work with at that point. Um, Let's uh, let's talk for just a minute here. You uh, have taken some slings and arrows uh, of uh, outrageous uh, misfortune, I guess, uh, here lately. I was scrolling through my Facebook uh, on Friday at one point again, and I saw your picture and said, uh, Kevin McCabe, not a friend of the Second Amendment, which, of course, uh, I know to be uh, an untruth uh, to begin with. But uh, you've taken some you've taken some arrows on that. Are people buying into this, or are they able to see beyond uh, the uh, kerfluffle there? No, I hope they're not buying into it. It's the same group of people. It's the guy. It's Pat Martin, the guy. He's a board member on the 
uh, Gun Rights Alaska or Alaska Gun Rights. I can't ever remember which one it is, but it's run by David Eastman. Staffer is the president of it. His father is also a, a board member, and they keep putting that out, even though I'm more credentialed than any of them. I mean, Donna Anthony uh, Point Blank has endorsed me. Weka Tacticals endorsed me. I'm a member of the Firearms Policy Coalition, the D.C. Women's Project. I'm a front site graduate. I'm an FFDO, uh, Federal Flight Deck Officer. Uh, you know, I've been around guns. I've supported the NRA. I'm an NRA life member endorsed by the NRA. So um, I'm not sure where um, they think this is going to be effective. Uh, maybe with their echo chamber. It's, it's, uh, it is a little bit frustrating. And I just uh, I keep getting reminded by my wife and my campaign ma manager, as well as my staffer and other legislators, just to ignore them and they will go away. But it's frustrating when they take something that I hold so dear and use it against me. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, definitely a, a frustrating time uh, at, at that point. Kevin, uh, I want to talk here. We're down to the last four minutes or so. Um, what, uh, you know, what, what is your plan? If you went to Juno and I gave Kevin McCabe the magic wand that made you king for the day, what were the things that you would want to, uh, to see happen in Juno in the next session? What are the things that you're going to be focused on? First and foremost is, uh, we need to vote in a majority Republicans, uh, in the Senate and in the house. The second thing is we need to establish leadership that's going to work together, watching uh, Bryce Edgman and Louise Stutz uh, sort of battle it out silently over the last two years was frustrating. The, the rules chair and the speaker should be working in, in concert to move bills and to make sure that the floor sessions are not the absolute mess that they were. So to me, that's first and foremost, establishing a team that's going to work together, that's going to find a path forward for the fiscal policy working group plan, frankly, that's number one on my list. I'd also like to uh, repeal SB 26, which is the law that uh, changed the dividend formula. If we want to do another uh, change to the dividend formula, it should be done by the people, by a vote of the people, not by the legislature. Uh, election integrity is a very, very big issue with me. In fact, uh, we're sending some uh, representatives down to, uh, not representatives, we're sending, I am sending my wife down to see Mike Lindell's thing in Springfield, uh, Missouri, uh, just uh, just as kind of a fact-finding thing to see how the rest of the states are doing and that sort of thing. So uh, election integrity is a big one. Um, you know, if we could get all those done, I'd be a happy camper. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that uh, working on all that stuff and bringing in a budget that is balanced, a PFD that is, uh, you know, recognizable and is has the support of the people, taking uh, all the oxygen out of the room over the PFD fight. It just seems like more often than not, what we've got here is a problem where they don't want the fight to end. They don't want the battle to be over because it takes a lot of the confusion out of it, and it means that we would have to focus on other issues. Right. And, you know, I've also got, you know, there's some folks, I've got a list going on my cell phone, actually, that folks have uh, talked to me at the various, uh, you know, campaign stops about what they'd like to see. And some right. of them are, you know, fairly easy changes. Some of them are regulation changes. Some of them will take a, uh, take a statute change, just a, just a word or two here or there. So 
Um, you know, there's a number of things that I would like to see, but the the big ones are the ones I just mentioned. So, uh, final thoughts here, Kevin. I got about uh, just under two minutes uh, for your final elevator pitch for those people who are in your district who are going out to vote for Kevin McCabe. Uh, why should they uh, uh, versus uh, you know your opponent? Uh, what uh, what makes Kevin McCabe unique and special? And uh, so here's your final elevator pitch. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. I'm, you know, despite uh, despite what you might see on the internet by some disaffected folks, I'm a conservative, pro pro life. I believe that life begins at conception. Uh, pro Second Amendment. Um, I believe in uh, that. Uh, I believe in Alaska. I believe in resource development. I believe that we have uh, strayed from the path a little bit. That we need some judicial reform. Uh, that we need to get past all the permitting and all that to get our resources safely developed. I believe that Alaska develops our resources safer than anyone on the planet. We can mine. The Usabelli coal mine is a shining example of what Alaskans can do when we set our mind to it, about how to mine responsibly and be good stewards of the land. Uh, I had a tour of that. Uh, Mike Shower and I toured that on Friday. It was awesome. So uh, I just... Uh, you know, I think that I have the experience and the drive as well as the uh, uh, mindset to uh, do some good this year for this next session if we uh, can get to the majority. I, I will tell you that being in the minority sucks. Right. Well, getting to the majority is just a repeat of what we've been doing, right? The definition of insanity is doing it over and over. We've already seen that over the last two or three years where the majority, what should have been a majority, ends up in the minority. And uh, we end up with the serious frustration factor there. And if we get a new governor in there, uh, he's going to need a majority to work with him uh, to be able to make some of the changes. And so it's more critical than ever. Absolutely, and that's why Ron DeSantis looked so good as a governor in Florida is because he had a majority legislature behind him, and they did really, really good work, and I think we can do the same in Alaska. We just have to have a group of people, 21, 11, and 1, that can work together, put personalities aside, and work together for the good of Alaska. Yeah, no, absolutely. Kevin McCabe, uh, folks can find you on the web. Uh, you got anything, you got any meet and greets or anything today, tomorrow, before we jump into the election booth? I know nothing going on uh, today or tomorrow. We're, we're recovering from our trip to Healy and uh, have a bunch of errands to do and that sort of thing. So I'm just, uh, well, I am going to take my front license plates off of all my vehicles today. Just uh, <laughs> sign that. <laughs> I've been driving around with that front license so. plates in, in, in anticipation of this. So I'm glad to see that it's, uh, <laughs> that that finally went in. It's only, you know, it's, it's a little step. It's a little teeny tiny step. It may save the state, you know, three or 400,000 bucks, but, uh, it's a little step in, uh, in my, uh, opinion, it's those little bites of freedom that you can get that make uh, life worth living. So I appreciate, uh, I appreciate your work on that. Kevin McCabe, GOP candidate for Alaska house. Thanks for calling in. We appreciate you being part of it today. You bet, Michael. I appreciate it. All right. Hold the line for just a sec, folks. We are out of time. We're going to jump into it here. In just a moment, we're going to take some more phone calls from you, and we're going to see what you have to say. Who are you voting for? Why are you voting for them? Who and why? Uh, we'll have some discussion on that. I see some comments for Kirk in the room, and I'd love to encourage those folks to call in and tell us 
uh, their thoughts as well, or Dunleavy, or Guerra, or whoever you want to vote for. In the governor's race, how about the congressional race? How about your local races as well? I want to hear from you. 907-433-3150. The Michael Duke Show continues. Common Sense, Liberty-based, Free Thinking Radio. Our light, our guide, and our trusted friend. All right, uh, in the chat room uh, here in the break, final thoughts for Kevin McCabe since he's still on the line. What do you say, my friend? Any final thoughts here before I let you go? Well, I just, uh, you know, when the governor signed the license plate bill last week, uh, Calvin Shroggy and I, Rep Shroggy and I were standing up there, and underneath his breath, he, he, he didn't say it very loud, but he said, with this signature, Alaskans gain a little bit more liberty. And that's the kind of mindset I think that that we need to go forward with as a legislature to repeal those laws and regulations, especially that have been put in place by previous legislators or or bureaucrats that restrict the freedom, especially on farmers, on truckers, on transportation, on mining. We need to ferret out those permitting processes. At one of my events, I talked to a, a restaurant owner that had been waiting eight months for a DEC permit to turn on his water that was all hooked up, inspected, connected. All he had to do was turn a valve, and he couldn't do it because the DEC uh, wouldn't give him the permit. That kind of thing needs to end. No, I mean, I would agree. that our next legislature can can find those things and, and just do away with them. The front license plate was a small step. I really yeah. did it just for Harold. But, yeah. <laughs> he did it just for Harold. Well, I mean, I mean, people are like, oh, it's only three hundred thousand bucks. But you know, three hundred thousand bucks here, six hundred thousand bucks for diving boards over here. Next thing you know, you're talking about real money, right? I mean, that's the thing. It's the little bits, and like I said, any little thing that claws back, a, you know, an ounce of freedom. Uh, is a good thing. I mean, I, that's how we got here was incrementalism. Any incremental win that takes us back closer to the goalposts is good, in my opinion. I agree. I couldn't agree more, actually. It's uh, it's something that we all need to look at. And even if it saves us $10 or if it saves us a, a week worth of time, it's worth it to continue to get back the liberty uh, and less government that we need as a state, I think. No, I agree. I totally agree. Well, Kevin, thank you for coming into the show today. We appreciate you calling in and being part of it. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. All right. Good luck tomorrow. We look forward to uh, seeing what uh, what happens there. Kevin McCabe, our guest here on the program. Uh, we're in the break right now. We got, uh, let's see, we got one line on hold. Let's see who this is and we'll uh, get them set up for the return to radio. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you, uh, where are you calling from? Yeah, good morning. Willie Keppel out here in Quinnahawk. Hello, Willie. Hold the line for me, will you? We'll be right back to you. You'll be first up in the queue. Willie Keppel out in Quinnahawk, out towards the uh, Bethel area there. We're going to talk about uh, that here in just a second. Um, <clears throat> let me see. 
what uh, a lot of you folks have to say. I saw somebody making a comment about how the government was paying people. That's why people didn't want to get a job as a bus driver because the government, although I think Jimmy makes a valid point here. Jimmy says, I really cannot see that many people being paid to stay home. That money ran out back in 2021. I think a lot of people have just found new jobs or they adjusted their budget to have one income household. I agree. And I think that one of the other things is, is that many people, uh, if COVID did one thing, it reminded people of their mortality. They were reminded that life is short. I mean, COVID was like, you know, everybody's spooky. We're all going to die. Right. And so many people were worried about uh, you know, kind of reassessed their life goals. And they are like, do I want to do this for the next 20 years? Do I want to do this for the next five years? Do I want to do this for the next year? Or is there something else that I can focus on? I mean, I think that's why you've seen such an outflow of people from some of the service industries, like the hospitality and some of the other industries is because, you know, while it may have been decent money, it was not something that they were loving, and especially after the abuse that many of them endured from people who were pissed off about, you know, mass mandates or anything else. Yeah, I think that they just reassessed where they were at. So I don't think it's net. I don't think it it is even about money. Yes, it may be about YOLO. You only live once. That may be really what this whole jobs thing is really about. Is that that may be the bottom line. Um, all right, we're going to uh, continue on here. We're jumping back in. Willie Keppel's our guest. We'll continue the Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Like and share. Here we go. All right, we're continuing now. We have the phone lines open for you, the listeners, to call up and tell us who you're voting for and why. I'd love to hear it. Who are you voting for? Why are you voting for them? Also, for candidates, if they want to call in and tell us, give us a last-minute pitch here before the end of the uh, before we run out of daylight, since tomorrow is the primary. Uh, joining us on the phone right now is candidate Willie Keppel from Quinnahawk out towards uh, Bethel. He joins us this morning. Good morning, sir. What's on your mind? What's happening with you? Well, good morning. Well, I'm sitting here and I've been listening to the conversation, and all I know is I need two solid conservatives to be able to rank for the governor in November, and I'm going to make sure that Charlie gets there. There's no doubt in my mind that Mike Dunleavy's going to get there. I'm giving my vote to Charlie to make sure I have two so I don't have to vote anybody else. That's that's where it's at. Right. Um, I'd like to remind everybody that out here, Mary Peltola is very well known. She's known for three divorces, three husbands. Um, she was asked to vacate by the Bethel uh, Native Council her legislative seat, which she did, and moved over to Donald and mine and then wandered all around out here telling us what a wonderful deal Donald and mine's going to be. <laughs> At the time, everybody should have been fighting it. Now, I'm pretty, I'm pretty hardcore conservative, but I'm 
not a fan of mines in the middle of our salmon streams and i'm not i'm not a fan of the state's tax system that doesn't give us any kind of real revenue off these things third world countries for pete's sake never get less than 33 percent of the revenue produced after smelter hell we're getting three percent now to me that's brain dead and I just look at it as another, here we go down the same trail we've always been on from day one with oil, whether you're talking ACEs or some other scheme. Um, It seems pretty ridiculous. If you need lawyers and accountants to tell you how much income you have coming on your oil or your gas, then you have a bad plan to start with. It should be simple. It should be basic. It should be as simple to follow as going to collect a good look at a grocery store's tax receipts, your sales tax receipts. Right here in Bethel, every village out here, every place has sales tax out here. When the city wants to audit, they go over there, they punch a button on the computer, they say, yeah, we sold 66 boxes of Cheerios today at 6%, and here's your taxes that were generated. Should be the exact same with your oil that we sell, and it should be set up to where when we start selling gas, that's what it is. Then everybody knows what the price is when they're coming in to develop should be set the people should know what it is um these tax credits everything else is a pile of crap it's nothing but confusion we need to eliminate all those people working for the state most especially the damn lawyers they're 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 the enemy of the people and i'm sticking to that um tooth and nail you know i know we're going to have mining there's no doubt in my mind, and I, I see pebble actually happening, but we need to be prepared. We have nothing in the revenues that tell us where that revenue is going except the general fund. That's brain dead. Right. We need to have monies that are set aside and constitutionally protected to tell us that we have monies to monitor into perpetuity everything that happens at Pebble, everything that happens at Donnellan. You know, two of the, they're proposed to be two of the biggest mines in the world. And right. we have nothing to protect us. And you wonder why everybody in western Alaska is opposed to them. We're the ones that have to suffer the consequences. And it's time that I think Republicans come together and say, hey, we need to reform some stuff. But nobody ever wants to do that. Um, that's kind of where I'm at. But I'd encourage everybody to vote to vote for conservative and don't vote nobody else. Yeah. Most especially Mary Pelotola. So we rank, know her rank, ranking the red is what you're saying right now is the choice for what you're what you're doing. Exactly. Yeah. Yep, I'm I'm running against Hoffman out here and we're doing it different. I'm just sitting back watching because nobody right now could care less about what's going on. You're gonna see low voter turnout. Everybody's ready for moose hunting if they're not already doing it on the on the lower end of the Yukon. There's goose hunting going, starting to go, everybody's doing the last of their fish. Um, nobody cares. And there won't be much of a turnout in western Alaska. At least I don't see it. Right. But the real race, because everybody's moving forward to the general direction um, election, will be in November. That's when things yeah. will get serious out here. Well, so yeah, we, I would, 
I would encourage some Republicans to finally come out and take a stance and say, let's fix the oil revenues and let's most especially revamp all the mining industry before we get committed into something so that it just turns into another 40-year battle. No, I mean, I've been advocating for years that we should be looking at the mineral severance tax uh, and changing that as well. I, I agree with that. And I also agree with you that really November is going to be the time, especially for legislative seats, because let's face it, 59 seats up for election, only one of them has more than five, more than four candidates. Only one of them has five candidates. So the election is really not going to matter for most of those seats this election tomorrow. But the governor's race, the Congress race, those are going to be important ones as well. So we'll definitely be looking out for that. Willie Keppel, thank you for calling in this morning, sir. It's good to talk to you. Yes, good morning, Alaska. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Let's go over here, take some more phone calls at 907-433-3150. If you're a candidate, you're welcome to call in. If you are a uh, if you're a, a listener, just want to tell me who you're voting for and why. I'd love to hear that this morning as well. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? This is Carlene in Kodiak. Good morning, Carlene. Um, good morning, I voted already, and I voted for Kelly Shabaka and for Charlie Pierce. And the others, um, I just voted, but I know I'm going to change uh, for the, the general election. So what, I don't really care for Begich's negative ads. I was going to vote for him. Right. But... They were just mean and nasty, so I had to vote for Sarah Palin. Though I read all of the books and watched the movies, Tina Fey played one part of Sarah Palin, and I know her probably better than I know myself. But um, I just I voted for her. Did you and, uh, and did you did you rank it, uh, uh, Carlene? Did you rank uh, Sarah Palin and then uh, Baggage, or did you just vote one and done? What? How did you vote um, on that rank choice ballot for the for the uh, for the Congress seat? One and done. One and done. Okay, so you did and, and you did not vote Baggage as a number. Yeah, so you I'll, did not I'll vote. Be- as a number and in the general you're only going to vote one and done two you're not going to vote for one and two and three or anything oh no in the general election uh charlie kirk had a one of his journalists on i think it was thursday or friday show and they talked about the alaska election because as goes alaska may go the lower 48 with the ranked choice voting the dark money um so uh, there were clips of him uh, interviewing um, Murkowski's people there. Right. So they also expressed about voting uh, to put somebody in number two because, of course, the Republicans will put the main Republican in the one spot and they'll put the Democrat in the three spot. The Dems will put their main person in the one spot and somebody that would win in the three spot. And probably what's going to happen is number two spot will probably win. So I'm going to put Charlie Pierce in number two spot because he takes no money at all from any special interest groups. 
and then Lavi won the election the last time because he promised Alaska our dividend, and that really hasn't happened. And then he's probably um, going to do really well because he made some agreements with the Native people, the AFN and others. There were pictures and stories in our paper with Gary Stevens and Dunleavy, and they think that Dunleavy will get 140,000 plus Native votes because of that. So um, I just really feel like this young man that's running against Louise Stutz, um, his special interest group, he works for them, Canna, and I think that's probably health and human service. Big bucks down here. So I'm not sure how I'm going to vote because, you know, I this time around I voted for Gary Stevens and Louis Stutz, and you know how I feel about them. But the next time around, I'm not quite sure yet how I'm going to vote on that. Mm. And you jo- you chose not to vote for the opponents of uh, Louise Stutz or Gary Stevens in the primary simply because you wanted more time or because you didn't, I mean, what, what was, the, no, what was the reasoning behind it? I think I was angry, and the next time I can't be angry, I need to be clear-headed and know ahead of time what I'm going to do. And I did at that time, but um, this Ben Vincent is a special interest group. He works for Canna. Well, and, I mean, I uh, guess my question is, does that mean that you think that uh, Louise Stutz or Gary Stevens are not working for special interest or they're not working against your interests at this point? Well, see, that's why I'm going to change in the general election. I was just so... Uh, I was just trying to vote the lesser of two, you know. Um. <laughs> the lesser of two evils. Well, and and again, I would I would recommend as you come back to the general election where it will be all ranked choice, that you don't vote one and done. That you vote for a second choice. That you choose your one that you really want, and then you choose again the lesser of the two evils that you really you know, just because that's how the system works. And otherwise, you're going to get checked out if your if your candidate gets bounced then you lose your opportunity to sound off in the second round. So I would encourage you, Carlene, especially like when it comes to governor, I would be voting Charlie Pierce and then maybe Dunleavy uh, and then, uh, you know, Billy Toyin or, or somebody else as a, as a write-in if that's the case. But I would definitely not just do one and done on the ranked choice because that defeats – the problem is is that's what, they're, that's what they're expecting, I think, is a lot of people to just do one and done. Um, <clears throat> and that is going to uh, give – a more powerful opportunity to the Gara and the Walker campaigns because those folks are going to vote for both of them. They're going to vote one and two or for either or. And when one of them doesn't reach the threshold and they get bounced out, all those other votes will just get shuffled over. And so I hope, Carlene, that you'll be voting for more than one candidate in the next go around. I appreciate your call, Carlene. Thank you so much uh, for calling in here. Um, I've got... I've got two lines on hold, but I just looked at the clock and I'm running. I'm running a bit late, so I'm going to have to take a quick jump. We'll be back with more here in just a moment, and we'll continue with your phone calls into the next segment, finding out where you're voting, where you where you stand, uh, and we'll see what happens. It's up next, the Michael Luke Show, Common Sense Radio. 
It's the Michael Dukes Show. Why not take a quick break? Be right back. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay, we're in the break right now. we got two lines on hold. Let's go to them first and get their names and figure out where they're calling from. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? This is Bubba from North Pole. All right, Bubba from North Pole. You sound really quiet out there. Um, you ready to hold on? Okay. We'll, be, we'll be right back to you, okay? Absolutely. Okay. All right, hold the line. He's number one. Let's go over to number two. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hi, this is Cherry, and I'm calling from the Valley. Cherry from the Valley. All right, hold on, Cherry. You'll be number two in the queue, right behind Bubba. So don't uh, don't go anywhere. We're gonna be right. Uh, we're gonna be right back to you here. Let me put that Bubba in North Pole. All right. Um, okay, we got both lines on hold. We're gonna get back to them. Let me go back over to the comments. Oof, man, you guys have been verbose here. Let me uh, slide back a little bit. <clears throat> And see what um, what you guys have been talking about. Uh, scrolling backwards. Uh, bye You all seem to forget they raised the oh, this is on the discussion about people staying home. Politic says, you all seem to forget they raised the income limits to qualified for welfare. Before the pandemic, we had less than 20% living on it. Now that number has jumped to 33%. Why work when you get get paid to stay home? Well, I maybe I I haven't looked into this enough Politic to be to have a, a useful comment on it, I guess, other than I guess if you're happy to live in the lower income and it, it just live on that, I guess I, I guess that's where people are at. I've never been satisfied with that. I don't know many people personally that would be, but apparently there may be some people out there who are just as satisfied with that. That'll be that'll be good. Um, <clears throat> Eskimo Libertarian says, I'm voting for Sean Foreign for Senator and Chris By for representative. And I will be writing both of those names in um on the um um uh, on the uh, general election ballot, um, I'll be writing in Chris By for the special election tomorrow uh, for Congress as well, and we'll see what uh, comes of that. Um, Tyler says, "I usually vote for the guy or gal that neither the left or the right likes. Play both sides the same tune in different pitches." I'm with you, Tyler. I agree 100%. That's why I'm a libertarian. Everybody hates you. All right. Um, writing Chris By for the special. Vote for Chris By in the primary. Vote for Sean Thorne in the U.S. Senate so he can be our fourth choice there as well. And I agree with that. I think that if you want to do that, that's a good uh, that's a good choice. I think Shabaka and Murkowski are going to make it no matter what. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where Chesbro lines up, but if we had Sean Thorne in there as a fourth candidate, that would be a perfect opportunity for a good discussion on a four-way race. I'm I'm going to be voting uh, for uh, uh, Sean Thorne uh, in the election, either in the general as a write-in or in the primary as a as a. I haven't decided yet. We'll see where where that goes through. Uh, Mirette says, I am voting for a red wave tidal wave. Sarah Palin baggage riding in Chris by please school Carlene. I, hopefully we did. Hopefully Carlene will think about this and come back, uh, for that as well. Um, 
just scrolling through here, still on the whole bus driver thing. Uh, many that drive found that they made better money elsewhere or are retired and did it for the extra income. Just like all drivers throughout the state, many chose to work for people that guarantee that they get paid and not told to stay home without a paycheck. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> Terry says, Carlene, please do not vote for Stoot. She's a rhino. And I had to laugh because she's like, I mean, not that I'm laughing at Carlene, but that she's like, I was so angry. And I'm trying to think of how angry I would have to be to vote for Gary Stevens and Louise Stoots. I'd have to be, I'd have to be mad. <laughs> Not just angry, but mad, like crazy mad. That uh, that's the that's crazy stuff. Um, let's see. Um, I'm going back over here. Uh, yes, Chris By is a write-in for number one. Write your lesser of two evils for number two. The write-ins will be eliminated in round one, but you voted your conscience. I like that. <clears throat> um. All right. That's it. Rick Astley for governor. Because why? Because he's never going to give us up. He's never going to let us down. He's going to run around and hurt us. That's why. You didn't think you'd get Rick rolled on this show, but you just did. Rick rolled for sure. All right. Uh, don't forget, again, tomorrow, election day. You know what we're talking about. You got to get out there, get your vote on. Uh, don't forget two different kinds of votes. You've got the uh, you've got the ranked choice voting for the special for the special congressional election, which is the general for the Congress seat, the temporary Congress seat. And don't forget, you will also have the primary for that same Congress seat in the same election. On top of that, all the jungle primary for all the other seats available. It's going to be fun. Tomorrow is going to be a hot, hot freaking mess. All right, here we go. Jump it back into it. All right, we're continuing ahead here, ready to do it. Uh, we got two lines on hold, folks uh, calling in to talk to us about their thoughts on the election. Bubba's up in North Pole. Bubba, what's on your mind this morning? Uh, can you hear me okay, Michael? I can hear you just fine. Thank you, my friend. What's up? Okay. Um, first of all, everybody seems to forget uh, Dun uh, Dunlevy. When you first came into office, he had massive cuts he was going to do. But the Rhino Republicans, the Click Bishops, and the John Coghills, and you know the that crew, they didn't back his cut. So he wasn't going to beat them because he didn't have enough to override, uh, you know, or for the veto thing. Uh, so Dunleavy did what he had to do. They went so far as to, they were going to take the UAF three border regions and going to turn it into one. The UAF was. And once they got a little bit of pot of money in their hands, and they said, well, we don't need to save money at the UAF for that. They can keep the three border regions. The, the university already had that set up to where they could move to one and save some money there. But, oh, we don't need to do that. It's the click bishops in that that uh, are the rhinos that are have the special interest groups of the unions and so forth. Uh, 
you got to let people, you know, remind people that, you know, Dunleavy tried to come do it, but she's not by herself. He's only one leg of the three-leg chair, and he had no backing. You know, we have the right. Uh, Robert Myers took John Coghill's job, took it away from him. Why? Because John Coghill was better than the people at that time. Right. You know, he knew more than what the people knew. And Robert Myers even trying to do for the people, like Sheriff Ann. So forth. So, you know, I just wish these Alaskans would have a, a longer memory. And well, I think they would have a longer. I, I think they would have a longer memory, Bubba, if, uh, if if the governor had stuck with the program. But it was like he got his hand slapped, and he immediately rolled over and stopped fighting over it. And that I think is part of the problem. And you've mentioned Click Bishop and uh, John Coghill. That was on the Senate side, where the governor really had the problem was the six. He couldn't get sixteen in the House to back him up. So even folks like who were fairly conservative, like Delana Johnson and others, who could have backed him up on those vetoes, weren't willing to. So we got a multitude of problems here in the House and in the governor. The governor should have kept fighting, and instead he kind of rolled over and went on himself and then just decided to give them whatever they wanted for the next three years. So, I mean, while I agree his first plan was great, he should have stuck with it. Now, I guess so if you get hit your head against the wall enough times, maybe you figure out the wall's just as hard as it is. Well, true. The wall ain't moving. True. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, myself, I'm, I am, I am uh, going to vote for uh, Nick Baggage, number one, and Sarah Palin, number two. And I'm not going to make a third vote. Oh, that would, uh, there's not going to be a third vote for the uh, U.S. Senate. Because if you don't make that third vote, then she doesn't get any of the votes handed over to her. Well, you could always so, write you could always write in Chris By as a third vote if you wanted to, the Libertarian candidate. He's been on the program a couple times. He does a good job. So your your fellow Chris, your, Chris By Chris By B Y E Chris By. Uh, he's a registered he's a registered write-in for that for that election. You could write him in, and you'd have three votes right on top there. So. Uh, uh, Anyhow, that's just my that's your you know, take. two cents worth, which is because of Biden, it's not worth much anymore. <laughs> All right. Hey, thanks, Bubba. I appreciate it. Let's go over to Cherry, who's calling in from the Matsu Valley. Good morning, Cherry. What's on your mind? Good morning. Hi. I wanted to share why I voted for Charlie Pierce and Edie Grunwald. Okay. I was just very impressed, you know, Charlie as an elected position currently that he allowed his constituents to make their own health care decisions. He wasn't domineering in what they needed to do. Right. He had faith in the, in the smartness of his, um, the intelligence of his con- constituents. And, and also, sir, he didn't um, close the city down, right. the borough down, and he was the first. He, as the whole state of Alaska, was the first one to make that borough a Second Amendment sanctuary, which is impressive. Um, and also, uh, with Edie and Charlie, there's no political promises except to put Alaskans first, which is huge. With all this out-of-state money coming in from special interests and people wanting, you know how it works, and, right. and they haven't done that. And I find that very impressive, um, Mike. Um, for the, to them, Alaska's not for rent. With out yeah. of state, all this out-of-state money coming in. And I hope people really look at those graphs to see those certain ones that are getting a 
ton of money from out of state. <laughs> right, right. Hundreds and, of thousands of dollars. Right, exactly. Yes. And so what are they going to get in return? That's, you know, hashtag follow the money still right. exists today. Right. As it did years ago. And then with Edie, I'm telling you, Mike, if um, if she was voted in last time, we would not be in what we are right now with the elections. Anybody who knows Edie yeah. knows that she would be all over it, and this would have never happened with her. So I have my confidence in Edie um, straightening out this uh, voting um, to restore the voting integrity. Yeah. It has to be done, Mike. No, I mean, I think Charlie and Edie no. is the perfect choice for the uh, in the primary for governor. I'd like to see that. Did you, did you vote? Uh, did you rank your vote on the congressional seat as well? Um, I did. Okay. Did you rank the red or did you, were you one and done or what do you, what do you think? Rank. Oh, no, red, red. You rank the red. But also, um, I just wanted to say, yeah, I rank the red, sir. I also wanted to say is that I'm so baffled, Mike, that how people vote the same people in with the same promises, expecting a different result. It's mind boggling. And so you've had a couple of those um, folks that are running again. They've been, They've had been in office for four years, and they've had an opportunity to make their changes and, and try to meet their promises. And that's what I find refreshing about Edie and Charlie and Charlie and Edie is mm-hmm. that they want to build relationships in order to make those right. changes. Well, you've got to be, you um, know, the thing is, sometimes yeah. you go in there for three or four years, and if you are, like Kevin was saying, being in the minority sucks. You can't get anything done. You want to go in there and make a difference, and you can't because you're held hostage by the majority, which is, I mean, how the system is built. So what we need to make sure of is that we get a majority back there so the folks that we've sent there can actually get the job definitely. done. Uh, definitely. And I've been at, um, I was at the Bell's Nursery um, fundraiser the other night, mm-hmm. and I was just impressed on how um, Charlie was talking and sharing, you know, with the folks there, um, how he plans to approach this differently than others, and that is to build relationships and bring people to the table and um, try to determine how to to make it work for all of Laskins and and I was really impressed with that because that was the first time I think I've heard, you know, um, political candidates say that. That it doesn't matter. It does matter. It hugely matters what party, but it also matters building relationships and hearing they're sitting down their side, their side, and negotiating to where Alaskans benefit. Because I think that's truly what everybody wants is yeah. Alaskans to benefit and just yeah. bring it back to an azimuth check on that. Well, Jerry, thank you so much for calling in. I appreciate you being part of it today and uh, sharing your views. Uh, Thank you. I I don't think we've talked before, so I appreciate you calling in. Thank you. Uh, All right. We're down to the last couple minutes here. Uh, Comment from the chat room um, from uh, Donna, who said, I think she lines it out there, uh, Dunleavy. And this is based on what Bubba was saying about Dunleavy, you know, trying to make the cuts and everything else and then not having the cooperation. But at some point, Dunleavy was his own worst enemy because he chose to override his own cuts. I mean, he had the university. First of all, he was going to cut $120 million. Then they stepped it down to a three-year cut, which would have been about, I think it was $75 or $80 million. And they were actually, the, 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 the university was being forced into a corner to where they were going to have to consolidate, which we've all been pushing for. Well, all of us who have wanted more fiscal conservancy have been pushing for for a long time. But he overrode his own cuts. He, ro- he rolled over and said, no, that's fine. 
And after the whole special session issue in Wasilla, that, I mean, there's just, there's nothing, there's nothing doing after that. There's just nothing. He lost all of his momentum and since then has been pretty much go along to get along. Hell of a nice guy, but not, I think, the material that is needed for governor. That's what it is. That's, you know, that's what it's all said and done. But you have to make your own decision. Does it mean that I'm not going to vote for him in uh, in the ranked choice voting? Uh, because I, I've already got my candidate for tomorrow for the primary, right? But it doesn't mean that if Dunleavy's in the top four that I won't rank him. No, because I don't want a Guerra or a Walker. But it also doesn't mean that he's not going to be my first choice. And it also means that uh, there may be a, an even third choice in there that I put in there as well, because uh, he may uh, he may bump he may be bumped down to third choice with a write-in candidate at number two. That's what it comes down to. You got to look at their track record and see where they're all where they all go from there. All right. Well, <clears throat> I guess that runs us out. That's the time. Tomorrow, Brad Keithley, Election Day edition for the weekly top three. Chris Story, the man from Homer. We'll have all this stuff together and more. It is the Michael Duke Show. We will see you tomorrow, my friends. Here's my exhortation to you. Be kind. Love one another. And live well. Even those that you disagree with. Be kind and love them. That's what we got to do. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Have a great day. All right, my friends. Well, that's it. Lots of good stuff in the chat room. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Uh, Susie says, uh, uh, Eskimo Libertarian says, uh, Susie Dotson's right. I don't see out-of-state money endorsements as holding weight. Me either. I mean, uh, me either. I don't see that as being good. All right, my friends. We are out of time. Love you guys. Thanks for coming out and joining us this morning. Big, big, big crowd in the chat room today. Do me a favor, like and share this video. Share it with people. Whether you're on YouTube or Facebook, share it. Like and follow the show page on Facebook. Subscribe and ring the bell on YouTube. We will see you tomorrow. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense Radio.
we've shed our terrestrial radio skin, and now we are slimy lizard internet people. It's the Michael Duke Show.